My wife and I are on a road trip for her cousin's baby shower. Therefore, from the Holiday Inn Express on Long Island, this is Stranger Than Christian. things about having a computer with a decent built-in microphone. I don't have to worry about it sounding that badly if I go out of town. Um, although I'm sure this sounds pretty terrible. Hi everybody, welcome to Stranger Than Christian. My name is Christian Carrion. It is 7.52, 7.53 a.m. New York time and we're getting ready to go to IHOP. Um, so we have a double date. It's me and my wife, her cousin, and then her cousin's husband who just got out of prison after about 15 years. My wife hasn't seen him since she was in high school. So I don't know if I should be expecting like an emotional kind of reunion. I don't know what to expect. I've never reunited with somebody after such a long period of time. Uh, but it's going to be good either way. They have butter pecan syrup, which is my favorite, my favorite pancake topping in the whole world. Although I haven't been eating too many pancakes lately. So I've lost about 15 pounds in the past five weeks, six weeks, something like that, about a month and a half. Um, and it feels great. I, I haven't been eating a lot of carbs. Um, those of you who may remember my conversation with Ash a few weeks ago, we talked about diets and we talked about diabetes and the whole thing. And um, I feel more in control of my health now than I have in a really long time. Uh, so very empowering feeling to know that that is under your control. Um, so I may like dip my pinky in some syrup. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. My guest today is Benny. Benny performs stand-up comedy in the UK under the name Benny Shakes. He has cerebral palsy. And I always have trouble saying that. And if you listen to this episode, you, you'll, you will hear how much trouble I have saying cerebral palsy. Anyway, that's the condition that he has. And he incorporates his experience with this condition into his act. He makes fun of it. And... You know, on its face, it may sound insensitive or it may sound um, any number of things that I guess you could say about that kind of thing. But I got to tell you, I think it is incredibly healthy to be able to take such a negative, what a lot of people would consider to be a negative experience, a negative circumstance, and turn it into a positive and such a positive. It's not only a positive for him, but for the people around him. Benny is the host of and participant in several live stream shows that feature other comedians, other performers with disabilities. Um, and he does a lot of work for disability awareness, making people aware of the struggles that people like him face every day. But just an incredibly positive attitude, just such an inspiring story. He gardens during the day as well. And in a very Kaufman sort of way, he sells the vegetables that he grows during the day at his stand-up shows at night. I am in love with that. That is performance art at its highest. Um, I just had a great time talking to Benny. I really think you're going to enjoy it. And I would encourage you to stick with this one. Um, he has an incredible story. And uh, if you don't feel empowered by the end of this exchange I had with Benny Shakes, I don't know if you ever will. Facebook at Stranger Than Christian, Instagram at Stranger Than Christian, Twitter at Stranger Than C, and of course, Patreon.com slash Stranger Than Christian. One of the many perks of being one of my supporters on Patreon is weekly access to new, at least new to you, episodes of Mr. Fred's Palette, the art instructional public access show that my dad hosted back in the early 2000s that I directed when I was a teenager just getting into broadcasting, just understanding, just beginning to understand um, what that art was about. And I put up episodes every week. This week might be a little late because we're out here celebrating um, celebrating the baby shower. So when I come back, I'll put one up for you. But every week you'll have a new episode waiting for you via Dropbox on my Patreon. And again, patreon.com slash stranger than Christian, any and all support appreciated. Thank you very much. I will be back 
with that conversation with Benny from Nottingham, England in just a minute. But first, here is a word of interest about a phenomenal program on the Apocalypse Podcast Network. You're listening to Stranger Than Christian, and checkout is in about three hours. Stay right there. Hey there, Robo-fans and Dino-fans. Do you like science fiction? Do you like movies about robots and dinosaurs? Do you like podcasts that explore sci-fi philosophy through a fun and positive lens? Then you are going to love Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Every week, your host, Louis G, invites a guest onto the show to talk about one of their favorite sci-fi movies. It's a Robocast. It's a Dino-cast. It's a battle for ultimate awesomeness in science fiction pop culture. Subscribe to Robots vs. Dinosaurs on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Robos v. Dinos or Twitter at Versus Robots. That is at VS Robots. Hey, Benny? You alright? Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Is this your first podcast? Uh, no, this is my 10. Oh, congratulations. So, I do my own podcast as well. Tell me about that. What is it called? What is it about? Um, it's called... Benny shakes things up, where we interview disabled artists all around the world. That sounds fascinating. Artists from all different disciplines, painters and performers and musicians, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, but um, we mainly get comedians at the moment. Um, we've just got £10,000 from the Arts Council to publish a research book about disabled artists over lockdown so yeah wow that is quite an accomplishment so disability awareness must be something that's very important to you oh yeah big time yeah and how long have you been active in that arena um i've been on and off for the past 20 years but since i became a comedian um, I've noticed I can get my views over better with my my Facebook page and my followers um, share and yeah. I'm not a comedian at all, but right. I take pleasure in making people laugh. That's yeah. something that I've loved doing ever since I was I was little. I, again, I don't do it professionally, but uh, I I just I enjoy that. I enjoy a good a good witty remark. I, I enjoy a good sense of humor, and I wonder if that sense of humor on your end hasn't improved your ability to communicate serious issues. I imagine that being able to display a sense of humor. It's maybe almost disarming to people that you talk to when it comes to issues like disability awareness. Yeah, I mean, I use my, like you said, I use my jokes to make a point. So people go, oh, that's funny. But also, he's got a point here. So they really stand up and respect me for who I am. So, um, also we've start well, I've started a another show called 
below the belt with Benny Shakes where we take um, comedians and we give them an experience of being disabled so they can understand how hard it is to be disabled. Wow, what a great idea for a series. And is it done in a lighthearted way? Is Are there laughs? Is it is it sometimes funny? Um, yeah. I, I imagine that it can, it, can, it can present as funny, but like you said, there's also a more serious message in there, and that is to drive home the fact that these daily tasks that people take for granted are much more difficult for a certain segment of the population. Yeah, I mean, we do have fun with it. We've got... Um, a game called Jamie's Gamey, where Jamie Pearson, he's an AAC user, so that means he communicates with a computer, so he hasn't got a voice, so a bit like Lost Voice Guy. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know that I do. Oh, right. Well, what what an AAC communicator is, it's a computer, so Jamie types what he wants to say and the computer will speak for him. So the comedians have to guess what the symbols are saying and it it can be funny but also it makes people think wow that's a totally different way to communicate and again it serves that purpose you were describing where it it is fun but it does serve a greater purpose under the surface it it is uh it sounds like it has huge potential to be informative to and to and to communicate again uh, some of the challenges that people who have disabilities face. I think that's such an important message to share. It is. It is. That's why we do it with comedians, so we can have a laugh, but also be serious as well. I mean, we're taking it on the road this summer, so we're at several festivals in the UK um, doing it on a live show so we can get the audience to join in. Did you do a show tonight? Yes, I did Below the Belt at 8 o'clock. UK time. And that wasn't in front of an audience, was it? That was something that you were recording? Yeah, no, that was live on Facebook. Um, Live on Facebook and YouTube. So if you go to Benny Shakes Things Up on YouTube, it will be there for you to watch and enjoy. Fantastic. I'll make sure I put that in the description for this episode as well. This is my reminder to myself. I'll put that in there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I would like to know when you first discovered you were funny. How did that come about? Um, Well, I've always been able to make my family laugh and my mum laughed and then um, two years ago um, my friend who I work with at a farm said why don't you go and see someone and learn how to be a comedian so I went to this little town called Alfreton in Derbyshire 
um, to a comedy night and Tommy Tonsky um, was running it and, and I asked him would he train me up to be a comedian and he said yeah yeah I will and ever since we've been good friends and he's like a brother to me and yeah it's it's made me who I am today. Um, Comedy is very powerful that way, isn't it? it I have is. friends, yes. I, I have friends who have gotten involved in improv comedy, yeah. and partly because they're interested in the work itself and interested in entertaining people and making them laugh, but it's also a good tool to improve self-confidence and self-esteem and your ability to communicate. Yeah. And I wonder what positive effect, if any, I hope there was, I wonder what positive effect learning to be a comedian had on your self-esteem. Well, it gave me the confidence to talk to strangers and get out my comfort zone because in closed doors I've just got myself as company and my TV and my antique cars, toy cars. Um, but it's gave me, I've met so many amazing people. I mean, um, before the lockdown, I went down south where my mum lives in London and I did a gig for a bloke called Mark Buckwood and he does a gig called Laugh Able and it's for disabled people to perform and that was in a dis what's a month after December January um, and <laughs> oh, sorry my brain doesn't work properly oh that's okay no no not at all um, and after that me and Mark started talking on the phone bouncing ideas round and Mark is autistic Um. So we've got me as a physical disability and him as a... Sorry, Mark, I'm going to offend you. Um, learning or learning difficulty or mental disability. And when the lockdown came... I said to Mark, we've got to do something to keep us busy. So we set up the support group for disabled comedians and we meet every fortnight on Zoom. And we've been going now a year and two months. And I've met some amazing people because of me and Mark saying we've got to keep busy over lockdown. So. You know, I don't imagine there are a lot of, of, of disabled comedians. So to be among like-minded people must have a positive effect on you and a positive effect on the work that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got, I think we've got 25 in the group and it just grows and grows every month. And it's fantastic if someone's feeling upset or depressed 
we all help each other and it's just a fantastic network of people. Uh, I can't wait until me and Mark have got enough money to say to the group, right, we're renting a hotel, everyone come and stay and let's have a good old drink and be with each other and instead of a bl bloody camera. So, yeah. I, I hope that happens for you soon. I genuinely hope that. Yeah. That sounds beautiful, Benny. Yeah. Now, could I ask if your, your disability, so you have cerebral palsy, so that's a congenital condition. That's something that you're born with. Yes. I was born at birth because it was lack of oxygen to the brain. Um, so, yeah, and I'm a twin. So she came out, well, I don't like the word normal, but non-disabled. Um, She's got a hole in her heart, but she's fine now. Um, but I came off worse than her, which is fine. Um, but I just get on with life. I've got a little job at a farm where I maintain trees and grow my own veg and teach children how to grow veg and I just get on with it. There's no point getting depressed over it, but I do sometimes get depressed, but doesn't everyone? Oh, absolutely. I have been, I have had my struggles with depression over the second half of my life. I would say within the past five years. Mm. And I know that there are certain activities and certain TV shows and certain things that I turn to or that I used to turn to when I was feeling depressed. What are some of the activities, some of the other entertainment, maybe even some of the other entertainers that you turn to when you're feeling low? And again, Mark is a big part of my life now. Um, Kate Lovelock, who um, she, I met her on a Zoom gig for Laugh Able, and I thought she was so funny and how she out with the crowd I thought I need her on the podcast I need her in my corner and now she co-hosts Benny shakes things up with me and below the bell and Mark does as well um, so and then I if I'm down, Tommy is the closest person to where I live. So if I'm upset, I will phone him and he will say, come round and let's talk about it. So I have got a good network. Even my agent, Susanna, if I feel down, she will say, look, let's go out for a walk. And she doesn't have to do that. Um, but she's amazing. She's helped me get funding for the podcast. There's so many amazing people in my network but I can't remember half of them. 
It's so important to have a good support system. And yeah. it sounds like that's what you have. You have a very dynamic, yeah. a very potent support system. That's so great to hear. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, does your life with cerebral palsy, does your struggles or do your struggles with cerebral palsy play into your material as a comedian? Is that something that you feed off of? Yeah, all the time. All the time I've got several jokes about my cerebral palsy. My favourite one is um, when I cook, it's like walking into a food fight. So I pitched <laughs> a dragon's den, a restaurant staffed with people with cerebral palsy. And the and the tagline is "Foods on us." <laughs> that's pretty, Betty. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man. I mean, even when I found out my dad had Parkinson's disease. Instead of getting upset, I phoned Tommy and said, look, my dad's got Parkinson's disease. And he's like, right, we'll make a joke about it. And again, that is my closing joke every time. So, yeah. That's fantastic. It's, it's, you know what? I feel like it's a very healthy way to, one, shed light on some of the difficulties that you go through, mm. and two, just make people feel good. It must feel good to make people laugh. You must get such joy out of it. Oh, that. yeah. All the time. All the time. I'm making history. I'm, I'm making sure that the next disabled kid who's depressed might see me or Lost Voice Guy or Mark or Kay and go, if they can do it, why can't I do it? So I admire that so much. Mm. That is such a unique and positive outlook to have on a situation like yours. That's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a late apology. A few minutes ago, you were talking about the timeline of events, and you mentioned a month, and you paused and thought about the month after December, and it was January, and I laughed. Now, one, I apologize. Why, Two, why apologize? It's funny. <laughs> I mean that's so, so, uh, all right, so this is <laughs> so this is why I'm apologizing. I it's funny I can hear in your voice the potential to say very funny things, yeah. and I can imagine that the way you speak and the pace with which you speak must lend itself very well to saying funny things. Yeah. And that offhand just struck me it, it it just struck me it struck me as a funny comment. Yeah. And 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 when you apologized for a second I thought, "Oh, I hope I didn't hurt his feelings." Oh, but no. now I see that I didn't. No. You're fine. I'm only speaking quiet because I've got thin walls. And my neighbors might be able to hear me, so I don't oh, want to okay. upset them. So. Sure, we'll just keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. How often do exchanges like that happen? How often do people laugh at something that you say, not realizing it wasn't intended as a joke? No. Do you know what? I can't remember a time. It's just, if someone laughs, I'm like, oh, I might use that in a joke. So, right. just get used to it. Yeah. Man, see, you did it in a, a polite way. 
but there are idiots who will go, <laughs> look, he's speaking funny, he's pissed. I didn't realise you could get so drunk, you end up with cerebral palsy. <laughs> no wonder this country is on its knees. <laughs> Well, I get, but you know what? It's great that you take those opportunities to add to your material. A lot of people might get offended, and I wonder how many people are offended, or would, or 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 you know, or would get offended that you make jokes about having cerebral palsy. Do you? Are you ever confronted by somebody after a show who says, you know, I really didn't appreciate what you said about? You know, I feel like being a comedian, especially in this day and age, you are open to criticism you are yeah. open to judgment and the one i got a year ago was oh you shouldn't take the neck out of yourself and i'm like hang on you've come to a com- comedy night and I'm not allowed to do that. I'm like, grow up. It's, yeah. So I had one woman go, oh, you shouldn't do this. And I'm like, you shouldn't be dressed like that. But I'm not <laughs> taking the neck out of you. I think that's only fair. (laughs) I would love to hear about the first time you took the stage as a comedian. What was that experience like? You know, I've, I've talked to a few comedians for this show, and the consensus seems to be that the first time you take the stage, it's almost expected that you will not do well. But if you take it as a learning experience, the next opportunities you have to get on stage go better and better and better. So what was that first time like for you? How did it go? Oh, well, if you know me, I shake already, but that day I was shaking like a bloody leaf. Um, I forgot half of the words, um, but I got through it. Most of the audience was my friends. And, yeah, it was nerve-wracking, but really good. I think, for me, it was my second gig. I went on my own without Tommy. Um, No one laughed at any of my jokes um so but it it made me stronger it's like okay they didn't laugh because it was a village um they probably haven't got a disabled person in the village so but I went back the next year to the same event and I made them laugh. So it's a learning curve. Well, you know, I feel like every opportunity to be on stage is a learning opportunity. If you're doing it correctly, every opportunity is an opportunity to learn mm. and to learn from your experiences from the last time and apply them to the future. Yeah. The more you do something, the better you are. I mean, before the lockdown, I had to have quite a few notes because of my condition. I can't memorise stuff. Um, But now... I only need one piece of paper with several words on and then I know what joke comes after.
the next. I mean, most comedians write letters on their hands. If I do that, I'll give myself a black eye. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like in the UK right now, there's a boom in televised comedy. There are a lot of panel shows and there are a lot of opportunities for stand-up comedians to get on TV and just be funny, whether they have written material or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've you've got to work on it. I can't just apply to TV and say, I want to be on and over here you have to write a lot of um, um, scripts to get on TV, but you never know, this time next year I might be on TV, we don't know. Sure, well it's all about being at the right place at the right time exactly and the way me and mark are going who knows what's round the corner so i noticed on your application for the show because you know i have everybody fill out just a basic thing before i I have a conversation with them and you mentioned the fact that you garden and one of the things you enjoy about gardening is that the plants that you tend to and and these were your words. You said the plants that you tend to don't tend to judge yeah. the way people do. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that a person who submits themselves to the judgment of audiences, because comedy, I feel like, is one of the most judged professions oh, yeah. there is. Oh, With yeah. every word you say, that judgment can go up or it can go down. Yeah. And I just found that duality interesting. Yeah, I mean, gardening to me is an escape away from everything. Um, I grow tomatoes, veg, flowers. I've even started taking the veg in the car and selling it to the audience. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's good. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. You sell what you grow to the audience? Yeah, why not? (laughs) That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, how much do you sell? Do you make, like, do you make good numbers? Do you sell a lot? No, I I just make enough for my petrol. I mean, I'm not at that stage that I'm getting paid gigs. Um, but I reckon this time next year I'll be able to put two fingers up to my benefits and go full-time work. So, yeah. And then hopefully you'll be able to look back at the times when you used to have to sell vegetables at <laughs> your show to make up for the fuel that yeah. you used to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, who knows? And maybe one day I'll come to America and give that a go. You know, the comedy scene in America is booming right now. And I imagine that if you were to come to America, Benny, you would have such a fantastic time. Mm. And I think that you would fit in beautifully. I would would go see you. And this is not just because I'm having a conversation with you. I would I would go see a show starring Benny Shakes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there are quite a few disabled comedians out there who I've got to know. Um, you've got Suit and Man Productions. Do you know it? No, he. No, I don't. He does a podcast. All about autism. So he's got autism, and both of these um, co-hosts are autists. 
take. So, yeah, they do quite a bit online and in real live gigs. So, yeah. I'm fascinated that there are so many names I hadn't heard of. After we're done, I might trouble you, and it doesn't have to be immediately after we're done, but at some point, I would love for you to send me some of these names, and I would be happy to tweet them out, because I think that people would be really interested in knowing that there is this world of comedy that, I mean, if I'm not aware of it, I imagine there must be so many people who aren't aware of it, and so many people who might really enjoy that type of comedy, you included. Yeah, I mean, I can email you several names or else them first and then I'll just send a big list over. No. That would be great. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be right after this. After this, my what's important to me is that you get some sleep. Yeah. But, <laughs> because I'm sure uh-huh. you've had a very long day. Yeah, it's been a busy day. So, yeah. I mean, how long have you been doing this podcast? This podcast in particular, I've been doing it for just over a year. A couple of years ago, Mm. I had the idea to do it, and I did about four episodes. And then I got distracted because I got a full-time job, Mm. and I started working more often, and I was tired when I came home. So I sort of forgot about it. And then when lockdown started last year in late February, early March, I was home all day and I said, I want to do something creative. I want to make something again. And it felt like that was the right time to start Mm. this again because there were so many people feeling that sense of isolation and that sense of loneliness. And, you know, we weren't allowed to see our friends, see our family for longer than a few seconds without wearing masks, you know, the, you know, the whole thing. And so it just felt right to start work on it. And, and I did, and I've been putting out one episode a week for a year straight now. It feels great. I've only just got in Christmas presents from my mum. Two days ago, I went down to see my mum and dad, and I got my, my Christmas presents. I wasn't allowed to see them for a year, so never mind crazy. I do believe we are tested every day. Um, We're on our own journey and coronavirus, yes, it's killed a lot of people, um, but we've achieved so much over the year and a half. Um, that we wouldn't have done. I mean, we've got to know our neighbours, new people have come into our lives, and, yeah, I mean, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in we're on this earth for a reason. Well, it's helped a lot of people. I think I'm included in this, but it's helped a lot of people view their lives through a different perspective. Mm. And it's helped rearrange some priorities. Things that used to not be very important uh, became important. And one of those things for me in particular was self-care. The idea that it's good to pause and give your mind a rest, give your eyes a rest. Mm. I imagine gardening must do must have a similar effect on you because gardening is a really meditative yeah. sort of process, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic just running your fingers through soil, um, seeing a seed grow into a big, giant vegetable, um, giving plants to my neighbours and seeing their smile. It's a bit like um, comedy. You tell a joke and you see uh, a miserable person laugh their head off and 
You're like, yes, I've achieved so much. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's a victory, isn't it? it? To take somebody who is not ready to laugh and and make them laugh their ass off. That is a huge victory. Yeah, it is. Every day is a win for me. (laughs) And it's amazing that there is this connection, at least I sense it, this connection between your passion for comedy and your passion for gardening. I feel like both of these activities involve you giving of yourself, giving of your talents and of your efforts to a person with the intention of making them happy, making them smile, making them feel better than they did before they began the interaction with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It just makes me so happy to make other people happy. It's a bit like your podcast. Why do you do it? Because I know with my show, before I got the funding, I was losing money. But we don't do it for the money. Trust me. If I was in it for the money, I would have gone to B&Q and got a job by now. To answer your question, I do this because I love talking to people. Um, The original idea was that I wanted to remain social. I didn't want to forget what it was like to meet somebody for the first time, to make a friend. And, you know, the the show has had a, 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 a modest level of success it's still you know the main goal is is just for me to you know to do what i like to do i've always wanted to work in broadcasting i've always wanted to work in front of a microphone and i the opportunity presented itself uh for me to do it on my own terms i am my own boss i'm the only person involved in the production of this show and that feels great it is it is because again i've um applied for so many jobs and once I look good on paper but when they see me they're like oh no 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 it's like oh shut up and so I've instead of getting depressed I'm like okay but if you're not going to give me a job, I will bloody go and get one myself. So. I got to tell you, Benny, and I'm sure you hear this fairly often, or at least you've heard it fairly often throughout your career and throughout and throughout your life, but it's a very inspiring story you have. Because again... And I'm sorry if this makes you uncomfortable. I don't I don't mean to make you cringe or make you uncomfortable, I promise. But you know, the circumstances that you describe, the circumstances in your life that sometimes make you depressed and sometimes make you sad. Um again, a lot of people could find that to be very unfortunate. A lot of people have suffered the same circumstances and haven't made it through or made it through with 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 a less positive demeanor and a less positive outlook on life than what you're describing to me. I mean, it's really incredible to hear your struggles as a person with cerebral palsy and your ability to take those circumstances and flip them around into into a positive. And not only a positive for yourself, but a positive for the people around you. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away by, by how inspiring that is. Yeah, I just get on with it. It's, I'm not inspired. I just, it's just normal for me. So, yeah, just either get on with it or sit in a chair and, Wait to die. Nah, that's not a life. I don't want to be famous. All I want is enough money to buy my mum and dad a bungalow 
and give me a full-time job. Now, I don't make a business of predictions on this show, but I'm going to make an official prediction. I predict that that is going to happen for you, not only for you, but for your parents. Mm. They are going to have the bungalow and you are going to have a full-time job. And my prediction is that it's going to happen sooner than you or I could even guess. Yeah, I hope so. I do too. They deserve it. Benny, this has been such an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for talking with me and sharing everything that you shared. I'm so glad we're not strangers anymore. I would like, if you could, share whatever you'd like to share, your social media, your website. Mention all of it. I want people to know who you are. Yeah, I can send you um, my website and that. My website is Shakes. Um, dot UK, um, and my Facebook page is Benny Shakes Things Up, or Below the Belt with Benny, or on YouTube it's Benny Shakes Things Up. Terrific. And I want everybody to go check all of it out and subscribe and like it and share it. And I I, I wish nothing but good things for you, Benny. And I think they're around the corner. Same to you, too. Thank you. I hope that this experience was as enjoyable as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's been lovely. I love talking. And maybe we might... A disabled person might listen to this and go, I'm going to do it. Just get out there and try. Um, Go to a comedy night and just ask one of the comedians, would you take the time to help me with a set? And once you've done five minutes, you will want more. It's like gold fever. Absolutely. If you have a if you have a powerful mentor, a strong supportive mentor, you can do anything. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Benny, thank you so much. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, am, I am over the moon that we had this conversation. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared and uh, continued success and good luck uh, in, your, in your art and on your mission. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You have a good night. Get some sleep, all right? Yeah, all right. Thank you. All right, Benny. Good night. Bye. Stranger Than Christian is produced by me, Christian Carrion, from my studio in Lancaster City, Pennsylvania. New episodes premiere every Saturday on all major streaming services and at StrangerThanChristian.com. Follow me on Twitter at StrangerThanC and follow me on Instagram at StrangerThanChristian. If you enjoy the shows, support me on Patreon. Not only will you be supporting unedited, honest conversation, but you'll also receive lots of perks and bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash stranger than Christian to give your support. Until next week, thank you so much for tuning in to Stranger Than Christian, part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. I'm Christian Carrion. Good night. Stranger Than Christian is a Fat Paulie's Bagels production. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 